0: From Koningstein Road in the east to Cetus Gap in the west, an orange curtain has descended across the Ojai Valley. This is Ojai Talk of the Town. Hey everyone, Brett Bradigan, editor of your Ojai Magazine's monthly and quarterly. This episode, our guests are Susan Collegian and Jolene Ray Harrington to talk about their furious project. Hey Susan. Hey Jolene. Hi. Hi. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for asking. Our pleasure. Yeah. I want to hear about your Furious project and uh, how that's why it came
1: together and how. Why don't you give me the cliff notes? Um, I don't know if I can do that, but I'm going to give it a shot. <laughs> so this is uh, under the the Ovate, our theater company, one of our projects. And um Long story. And what does Ovate stand for again? Ojai Valley Artists Theater Ensemble.
0: Ensemble.
1: Ensemble. (laughs) Excellent. Um, We could go into the triple meaning of what an Ovate is, but we'll skip that for now. I imagine it has
0: something to do with eggs.
1: Uh, Ova does. Ova does. Which means to birth. Fertilization. Yes, very Uh good. And Ovate... Yeah, and also an ovate was one of the sects in druidic mm-hmm. uh, learning. Oh, and Celtic mythology. Mm-hmm. Celtic mythology, the ovate, the bard, and the druid. So um, the ovate was for healing, the healing arts, which mm. uh, is c-
2: something we consciously incorporate mm-hmm. into Susan's methodology. Yeah. Okay. Well,
0: right. why don't you tell us about this project, and then we'll go into all the backstory totally that led fine. up to it.
1: Um, this project is called the Furious Collaborative Project. It is a devised, or some people say, applied theater piece. Not everybody knows know what, what that, that is.
0: I am one of those people who doesn't know what applied theater means.
1: It's a it's a genre of theater. It's a type of theater which has the entire crew, cast, producers, developers in collaboration with each other. So there might be a director at the helm that holds space for all of the other people. Unlike traditional theater, oftentimes um, technical aspects and the crew can be split from the cast and the producing team. It sounds like the living theater. Very much so. Yeah. In addition to that, and I'm not making Antonin to mm-hmm. Well, it draws. I just wanted a,
0: to drop that name. I, so I was impressed fancy. with that, Brett. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> Antonin Arto is would be one of the people you'd see on a Wikipedia site that said what is devised oh, theater. Oh, snap! I, I along didn't look with. It up. I don't know anything about it. I'm not accusing you. No. Do we want to talk about that? All right. All right. I have another day job. <laughs>
0: yeah, so. I'm here for a free session. So this is what I've been doing with the podcast. It's been working out wonderfully well. Okay, back to applied theater.
1: So uh, along with Artaud, um, there are several other people that throughout history have used theater for this type of work. Um, and so, so this piece, uh, I am the director of and am collaborating with producers and technicians, et cetera. Most devised or applied theater, I would say, you know, maybe all, you could, you could, I don't know the percentage, but, um, very high percentage is because they have an agenda. There is a specific reason and theme, and a lot of times it has a, um, activist or political piece.
0: Mm-hmm. And just trying to bend everybody to their will to get the piece N- made? Not at
2: all. Not at okay. all. The opposite, it, it is, I think. It's much more inclusive. We feel like if everyone top down from crew to cast uh, takes ownership of it, they're going to be much more committed and invested. And what the result will be will be more
1: authentic and more powerful. Mm-hmm. Now, how much of a script do you have or good. A structure? That's a really good question. So some device theater starts in improvisation, which we have done other, other mm-hmm. programs just like that. For this particular one, I gave some thought, um, to have an existing script that I can have some license with to actually change and then cut it up and, and interject movement pieces, song, on what's called verbatim theater which is people writing their own monologues.
0: So we're writing them and rehearsing them or are they just mm. not improvising the
1: Not improving. So our first phase of rehearsal going on right now is called the development phase. So we're coming off of a scripted piece by an ancient Greek writer by the name of Aeschylus. Aeschylus, of course. Yes, and who wrote pain the. Pain falls down
0: like oh shit! I forgot that. <laughs> you're hired. We go, need you're more good, men. You're my good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, we'll we'll the get into Aeschylus the meeting. Quote. Yeah. In, uh,
0: <laughs> that Robert Kennedy.
2: Yes. Quoted at uh, yes. Martin
0: Luther King's. Death,
2: Absolutely. Death on the back
0: of a pickup truck in a crowd in Indiana somewhere.
2: That's actually pain, true. Pain
0: which falls down the, something of. Forget, I don't you
2: know, we're all going to go look that up when we get off this podcast. Now, well, right? I feel bad now. I've... Okay. Well, Aeschylus well, was a predominant
1: time. playwright during the Festival of Dionysus and um, had a lot of criticism and praise during his time because of him pushing some boundaries and envelopes of what a democracy might look like or what mm. uh social, social. At, at, go ahead i was going to say so the social contract
2: yeah it, it was very much his idea was very much a collaborative uh government and, and that it could only be effective if every i don't want to say everyone because it didn't include women and it didn't include, include slaves, slaves but the, is, right but in their percent
0: of athens population correct. there's a hundred thousand people roughly in, Ten thousand of them were like had the plebiscite,
2: but that is a, was a step. Oh opposite. my God! And it was Over and the it,
0: divine rule of kings. Exactly. Yeah, now step.
2: it's also important to note that they did devolve from that because we do have you know Pericles coming up, who wow. reportedly as a child watched Aeschylus plays unfold and even invested at one point in the production of them, which is kind of ironic that he ended up being a despot. It's a slippery road. Yeah. Democracy.
0: Not, yeah. Pericles was put into that position as much as he the people of athens with the peloponnesian war going on they required somebody to muster the armies and everything else in the navy
2: and that and we can go on and on about was yeah. that absolutely the most efficient way to do it and did it well, Athens end, didn't
0: win the Peloponnesian No,
2: anymore. no one not won. Not because
0: of Pericles. they kicked it, it booted them out.
2: Okay, so we have to come on another time and, and, and talk okay. a- ancient warfare. But <laughs> for now, I'm impressed <laughs> that you're informed. But well, what was well, key about that is that Aeschylus was the first playwright. And, and theater, by the way, in ancient Greece was a social obligation. Oh, really? It was mandatory? Mandatory. It was hmm. like people talk about in some countries of the world where you have to vote.
1: In ancient Greece, you had to go to the theater or be fined. So it was a civic duty. And they had two major um, festivals from January to March, which was um, slightly chosen for me, also March being Women's Month, to put this show on. Mm -hmm. So it's a nod to the playwright with Mm -hmm. um, maybe a couple turns in the grave because I am not going to uh, use the entire piece, nor am I going to end it the same way. But we're going to refer to it as a platform that is the question that I've brought up about um, women's oppression or female empowerment, the women's oppression for the recent political and um, social things that have been going on is not new. So I'm tying it into thousands of years of going back in history and asking the question why did it happen in the first place so we're tying in a playwright that also brought those themes up oh well. really he did have a proto-feminist uh, observations well, or the Ecclesiastes, you say which is a play that is very often put aside is about women taking control politically okay
2: and depending on how you interpret the Oresteia, and this is something Susan and I have had really vigorous discussions on. It, dancing,
0: it, dances, not battles. I,
2: I mean, if I might share my own personal anecdote, when I first saw, and that Oresteia is a trilogy of plays, take, it's meant to be done in a unit, takes place beginning of the Trojan War. Ten years later, Agamemnon comes home to his his wife and her lover, murder and mayhem ensues. Uh, Traditionally, it's played with Orestes, who kills his mother as the hero. And Mm. I remember seeing that.
0: Orestes being Agamemnon's son. son. Correct.
2: Thank you. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing that and being profoundly upset by the performance because Orestes is generally, although not always, portrayed as the hero for killing his mother. The Mm. rationale that the mother had for killing the father, being that he sacrificed the daughter to the do- god so he could get a fair wind to go off to the Trojan Wars and plunder, that rationale has been somewhat underplayed and left out. Clytemnestra's story, in our view, hasn't been fully realized. So this hmm. has become both what the author's intention of it was from this is up for debate, uh, there have been modern critics who see the fact that Clytemnestra, in her argument with Orestes, states four times,
1: "He killed my daughter," yeah. and but that's not even really thought about or contested. Of that, that was a rational thing. It doesn't matter. Well, I like
0: the idea exactly. of taking a different character's point of view. That's mm-hmm. like, so both, oh, like. Go into-
1: it's also an allegory of the connection with the mother being the mother earth, um, all of that which creates and the killing of the mother literally and figuratively on how it's just secondary to, um, the killing of a son or the killing of a husband or the that sacrifice, the sacrifice of, of the, some female um, life or, um, or, uh, right. Integrity, which too. is part of our argument, of right. that all life is is, well, we can get into the, the, the pro-choice and the and the um, and the pro-life of what that actually means to us. But I really want to go back to how this inception, that this play started. This is where you're at right
0: now. This development phase.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we have started. We had.
0: What's your troop? How many? What's, what do you got? Twenty
1: five. Wow. Yeah, twenty five. Um, from Los Angeles and and adjacent up
0: to up that to here. That includes lighting and the backstage mm-hmm. and carpentry and everything else yeah. that goes into it. There like might be
1: more of the people that come along and. How many get sta- on
0: stage Do you reckon are? Is it even something there's, that's there's not even known
1: yet? It's a process.
2: So we, one of the main tenets of Susan's uh, direction and methodology is to really be invested in the process. Although, uh, obviously, at some point, we'll script, we'll make decisions. Yeah. But by staying in the moment, we're not attaching to what the final outcome will be yet. So we, we anticipate some people may fall away. We've got an extensive development process. So it's very difficult to get people artists to commit this or even to have time, kind of time and especially considering that some of these young women are coming as far away as long beach uh how did they find out about it all right oh,
1: go ahead put it in professional papers for casting oh, yeah. but
2: okay. i think a lot of it's been word of mouth through people that have You're seen that working. say you should talk to so-and-so you should check this out yeah. you would love it
1: i mean the- <sighs> We are so fast these days. People can't really sit down for more than ninety minutes. Nobody wants an intermission to come back into second act. Commercials are eight seconds. If you go over mm. that, uh, it's just too much. And so podcasts are three and a half hours long. I, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make much sense, does it? I don't know. People's, People's attention
0: spans are, you know.
1: I think this works three seconds
0: and or three
1: hours. Well, when you're on the road and stuck in traffic, I think podcasts work really, really well, and yeah. and also audiobooks. However. Um, I have to try to stay on track. Um, where was I? You were talking about the development process. Yeah, and, and how long and, it
2: is for us versus traditional yeah.
1: theater. So we are we consider us ourselves artists and craftspeople of theater, which is different than doing something purely for the form of entertainment, which is fine. It's just not what we do. So what makes us different is that Jolene and I were both classically trained, meaning that we went through um briefly a conservatory process and learned really whose shoulders we're standing on. We have in-depth theater history, knowledge, and um, really look at how theater and the arts with a capital A can be a transformative and healing uh, venue to to help society because of the nature of the art so we're directly connecting to an audience and we are portraying human emotions makes it quite different than a lot of other art forms mm-hmm. uh, that's obvious however this type of style which which is not new you know yeah
0: well i was thinking of uh, vagina monologues sure and what was the... I wrote, wrote down a couple there. Oh, you were
1: saying... Oh, it yeah, Larry Angels. Kramer. Yeah. I would say 50%. I'm just off the top of my head. Um, plays and whatever that means, musicals, plays, they do have an agenda. So we could go on, like, hundreds yeah. of playwrights, in, including the... 2019 Pulitzer Prize Award w- winner who wrote Fairview, Jackie Sibley's Drury, mm. who looks at um, black and white issues in the United States. And, um, you know, uh, black authors like August Wilson, his 10-play mm-hmm. cycle is yeah, all about that. Yeah, aren't they that. Re-
0: reviving that?
1: Um, well,
0: Samuel Jackson's back in it, like...
1: I don't know about film, but my friend's down. No, I at- think this
0: is on theater. Oh, yeah. This is on stage.
1: There's a lot of people that are pulling um, his work back. So we're looking at this um, that's not through a new lens. It's just not a popular lens. And one that... We thought that people might really need coming out of COVID, being disconnected. And I said to all the actors, this is gonna be a process like some of you have never experienced in your life because we're so outcome-oriented. Living in Southern California, we're chasing a dream, we're, ch- we're trying to get into film, we're trying to become stars. We're, we're trying to, 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 find to find a place to, to live and oh Reality <laughs> TV stars and all this nonsense and, and, uh, and social media stars and this and that. And we said, none of that is happening here. We're slowing it down. We're we're deconstructing the, a way that's been happening now for the mm-hmm. last 20, 20 to 40 years, really. And going back to like the Moscow theater arts where you, yes. you worked on a play for a year, Yeah. So when you came to performance, you were right in that character, no ifs, ands, and buts with everyone. If you were in the San Francisco Mime Troupe and worked through that, or Bread and Puppet on the East Coast, very much practiced in applied theater with political agenda. So we don't know, and I say this to Jolene all the time, I am not attaching to the outcome. This might not ever happen, actually.
0: And that being... Well, I, unforeseeable I do think it will. Reasons. I mean,
1: I do think it will. Well, How, COVID has taught us we can't yes, the we future. Didn't, yeah. If we didn't learn anything in the last couple of years and that, that life can take you out of where you thought you were going. So not only do I do process focused work in art, we have to really look at that. If we hold on to this is going to happen in March and by God, we're going to make this happen. And I don't know that. I only yeah. know today. And so what we have today is that we had rehearsal. A couple weeks ago or last i don't even know the time how often what's your rehearsal schedule we have live rehearsals in the development process only three times for the entire day like because eight, of all the travel an around. eight hour day and and also i'm teaching a methodology to most of the cast that don't know my At methodology yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's
2: yeah. critical to it, realizing what what we're doing is to understand and process. also i think we should probably share when we put the casting notice out the result we got was definitely not what we expected and this is and this is goes what why we have to be open to the process so susan and i set an intention of this is what we want to do let's see literally susan would say to me on some days i don't know if anybody's going to show up i don't know who's going to be willing to get behind this issue and and dedicate a three-month development process and then a you should send half, me the
0: what your your announcements. Okay,
2: yeah, we'll be happy like to do to that. that. So, what we had anticipated with that was, we pride ourselves on being a multi generational company, meaning we've got women in their eighties contributing, we've and got men. and men, yes, of course, and men and and teenagers. It's we've been trying to incorporate the elders to mentor the youngins and get some of their energy and youth. But for this particular issue, we anticipated a lot of disgruntled women of a certain age, middle-aged women. And what we got was almost completely the opposite. Who showed up and who was telling us in their auditions, I am hungry for something like
1: this. I want to sink my <laughs> teeth they're into younger. This. younger?
2: They're all,
1: yeah. Uh, 18 to 25. 18 to 25 yeah. in different stages of college in out or, you know, ju- just graduated or just going in. And a couple of them came and said, oh, you know, we took a social advocacy theater class. We didn't think it existed anymore in the United States. We, we read about it in our history book. Mm-hmm. And so they said that they saw the casting notice and just flipped out and, you know, drove to. And a half hours to come see us. And um, so we got a lot of young people, and we were very surprised because the average. Turnout is um, predominantly female for a lot of the theaters around here, and also, uh, like like Jolene said, about our age and over, mm-hmm. you know, women of a certain age, men of a certain age.
2: So we had to take what was the universe given gave, to us. Give, Given to us, yeah. and, and at first we were like, well, we're going to get into some gnarly women's issues. How much life experience have these young ladies had to really experience discrimination, oppression, the stuff that makes us enraged, and what we're discovering is. They are very aware of the issue, and if they haven't experienced it themselves, well, certainly
0: they're in the Dobbs window.
2: Yeah, and they're exactly, and they're concerned about their future, and they've heard from their relatives, their parents, and their Their grandparents, their aunties, their their dads. That was so interesting. Last we had a writers' workshop last Mm -hmm. week, and they were sharing. Events from their past and from their from their heritage that have informed their worldview about women's issues. So we consequently have adjusted our expectation mm-hmm. and went well. Well, the universe wants us to mentor yeah, and learn the boy, from these yeah. young get their take their energy and put that forward. So it's very mm-hmm. exciting.
0: So yeah. do they are they theater majors most of them mm-hmm. theater yes. people
1: yeah mm-hmm. Is that, and you, some are some dance. some are actually some writing are just curious yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but but most of them are performers the, the we do have a handful of writers that are coming on that are or that are sharing their stories we will see if they end up on stage or not there's an open invitation i keep saying you have a choice so so you have ownership of this and you have a choice and um i think what i'm good at if you know, you can back me up on this. Yes, you are. Is actually. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, you're good at it. Is being flexible. I have a yeah. very clear vision. I'm a, a, I am have a skill as being a kind of a backwards thinker and leader. Mm-hmm. So I see the end goal. Reverse and then I,
0: engineering. Mm-hmm.
1: And so I, I take that business model, which I've always been working organically in my head, of having the vision and then figuring out the steps to get there. Yeah. What I've learned in my older age is that I can let go of the details and stop filming the mind movie of how I want to see it, yeah, and stay open. It's and, hard. It is, but you know what? I've practiced it a long time now, and it's one of the benefits of being a psychotherapist that I actually learned the tools myself. Did you myself. Just emphasize the first
2: part
0: of that?
1: <laughs> I do, as a joke, and um, and so and so by letting go of the details, but having a clear vision of the outcome of like artistic outcome of what Mm. I want to see, then I can allow for collaboration to happen because my ego doesn't get in the way, nor does my neurodivergency of like, I've locked into that and I have to have it a red filter. no, I have given that up, you know, I've given that up completely and allowed this to happen. So what has happened is that these people are now feeling safe to do a true collaboration with a leader. And you can't really have a good collaboration a when there's facilitator. When a facilitator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without that strong facilitation, then it becomes chaos. Which I've done also in the past, <laughs> and been a part of. No leadership, the show never happens. It's not fun. So, so there has to be an anchor. I would say, like a, a touchstone person mm-hmm. or a, you know, a point person, and I put myself there um, in, in a, with wearing a lot of hats and then am guiding and facilitating and teaching the methodology the content of these people's own work the the movement component how it takes shape is everybody and it will be unique to ohi so what we really want to have, I think, in the biggest dream of the future is that we send the script, which is a skeletal Aeschylus. Is and, it
0: already uh, sort of
1: yeah, got a framework? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And let's say one scene comes down of of Athena talking to the Furies, and then it has a break, and it says, insert monologue one here. Insert first poem here. Insert dance movement here. And okay. so it's a nonlinear linear abstract performance piece
0: well how abstract though are the monologues going to be completely unrelated to what the text of the
2: yes and no i mean obviously thematically there's a there's a through line for sure Mm -hmm. but we we and we're kind of known for this we'll flash back in time and up back to present and Mm -hmm. somebody's personal flashback we're not restricting that Mm -hmm. whatever comes out if it if it functions within the whole if it's somebody's truth if it amplifies our message it's probably going to stay in
0: okay but i was asking more like the you know you have insert monologue one you're you're well, we're making those. Right. We'll do. But then we're passing where?
2: this torch on. We're passing it to a theater company in St. Louis or in London or oh, in Berkeley building a whole
0: structure. Yes. And, and then they're
2: Very going cool. to personalize that mm-hmm. and they'll have the structure in place. They won't have to spend maybe three months in the development process, right. but they can plug in their own perspectives, their own right. experiences, and then yeah. pass that along to another company. That's our overarching Hmm. Dream, dream this
1: project yeah. yeah but we'll see we'll see how it goes. we'll see seeds, how
2: that
0: seeds are all sprouting yeah. around yeah. because how, because uh, yeah how different long regions is
1: it be? Uh, well i'm looking at 90 minutes i don't know again i'm going to let go of that outcome but no intermission 90 minutes it, it works better these days if we have more things to say because we have to have these certain things in there then we go with an intermission again yeah. i'm not going to lock into that I uh, have just, a
0: like the, the Ojai Music Festival, which I adore, but they lose half the audience at right. intermission very often.
1: But, uh, I don't think this is going to be on par for like, you know, an eight hour function during the <laughs> <it's> day. <gonna laughs> like, uh, hopefully we'll keep everybody It's not going to be what the Kentucky cycle. Yes, do. we're not doing that. This
0: and by, by Ruth.
1: Um, I've been in so many shows in my entire life and some very recently that have gone over two hours and you lose maybe 1% in theater or 10% if it's a really bad day. I don't think we would ever go over two hours. I have a great sense of timing. Um, yes, yeah, she's and- cut me down on many... <laughs> <laughs> we'll say yeah. it in another
2: way. Yes, I've edited you. <laughs> she's curated the jewels.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. But But I think a lot of that And if you don't mind me saying this, Mm -hmm. you know, I fully trust Susan's judgment. We've How co- long have you guys worked? Yeah, uh, you know. I, I mean, it seems like Since forever. 2017.
1: Oh. We met um, during an opat production of the Scottish play that Michael Addison was directing in town. And and one night after rehearsal, um, we realized we'd have parallel lives <laughs> in early Hollywood to San Francisco to the training that we had. <laughs> so Friend. we have a lot in have common. A lot in common. So mm. like that has also resulted in that we are producing a. Um, a scripted drama pod play as well during COVID and we just we can rattle off ideas and kind of cut through 20 years of of just you know yeah, crap that people right. just getting to know each other would have to deal with we're very shared understanding sim- Correct. simpatico
2: like, like I remember when you were, we were rehearsing for a, a, a mashup play that she wrote she, the direction she can give me is very minimal and she'll get she'll like Yes, that you knew what I was going for. Yeah. And I'll start or I'll be writing something and then she'll go, oh, I see it like that. Yes, like that.
0: Shorthand. 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 Yeah, it's, it's yeah.
2: incredibly liberating and it allows us to move forward with our shared vision. So I trust Susan, we've done, workshopped a lot of things together, performances together. And when she goes in front of a group of new cast members who maybe haven't worked with her before, And says, trust me, I have to jump in and then go, no, really, you just let go, trust her. She's got this. And she very quickly is able to get that point across and make people feel safe and held so that they can be vulnerable, so they can fail they can try things they haven't done before they can
1: I, express themselves i found um a lot of times in theater and the arts because it draws sensitives it draws sensitives and paths a lot with mm-hmm. some fluctuation and some uh, narcissists and, as I've noticed. yeah quickly weed those uh, out
2: present companies
1: <laughs> um, that the theater or collaborating in any ensemble can often lead to unsafe feelings for people
0: oh really and, you mean like with cast member of cast mates and and directors, directors. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and producers, and Harvey, and, and casting directors, and cat, you know, a yeah. whole bunch of. Um, Did divi- you guys
0: see uh, Marilyn or uh, Blonde? Yeah, not a fan. With Anna Aramis, why not? I I thought it was very it, true to the Joyce Carol Oates books, which I hadn't read in a while, but what I remember okay. of it.
2: I we can that's another review discussion. You're just talking
0: about you didn't like the way I didn't it was like the done. filmmaking hmm. of it. I just thought she's so beautiful. I just couldn't like look away. <laughs> see, but they had the bad parts
2: in there too. you know that was really I just didn't think gritty. it was a, i don't, didn't think it was a well-constructed film myself. It, okay. re, re, the issue is I personally, but everybody, and this is what that's one of the projects that inspire both lovers and haters, and I think it's a good film in that people are still talking about it. Mm-hmm. yeah, so the, as raising, an art, the raising the question raising the question, so mm. as an art
1: form, that was successful right yeah.
0: good good way to look at yeah, it. Yeah,
2: that's great.
1: So let me tell you how this started. Um, uh, We were very excited to come out and produce a whole season after being dark for so long, and um, I had been suffering from long term COVID uh, and couldn't really. When did you
0: get? I got COVID.
1: I got COVID in January of this year. Probably was Omicron. I really don't know, and it doesn't really matter to me. It was the thing that had completely wiped me out. And so I have an energy that is much younger than my, my chronological age. And I don't stop with projects. I produce, produce, produce. And, uh, I couldn't get past my day job. I went right to sleep. So I didn't know how we were going to start this season. Um, and when I, I went back to school in 2020 to, get the degree I always wanted, which is an MFA. I already have a a terminal degree as a psychotherapist. So I went back to get a degree in theater education and did my summers in Mississippi.
0: In a theater
1: program? Theater education, yeah. At the Mississippi University for Women, which is not just for women, by the way. So and I don't know about that one. <laughs> so I went back during the summer, which was at the time of the um, Supreme Court reversal. And I felt a rage that built up in me so much yeah, so. You I,
0: and the, many others.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm in the South and I'm in Mississippi, which is an interesting right state in to the, be there in yeah, the, in the middle of Mississippi yeah, right. during That's where this it came time. From, yeah. And looking at all of that. And looking around that that city that I was in, in this university of educated people, and looking at the different colors of women, and looking at who was speaking up and who wasn't, and um, really seeing the ba relief almost of what it's like to be on this side of the, of the nation, and still feeling enraged. So I didn't know how to process that. And what I always go back to in my life now is that there's two things that keep me calm. Is being on the back of a horse and art. So I process. What about my,
0: Xanax? Have you tried that?
1: I, I, th- I know you're being silly. <laughs> I, I should, probably I, shouldn't and, joke. And, about and that. I've, okay. I've never taken a medication in my life. Nor do I have anxiety or depression. Okay. So let's just get that out. <laughs> so no, I don't okay. do that. I don't band-aid. I actually feel it. I work through the feelings. I don't drink. I've been sober 32 years. I don't take any Band-Aids, and I work through the feelings. And the way that I work through the feelings... That sounds really scary. Yeah, well, I'm (laughs) pretty damn fearless, okay? okay? And I'm really, really strong. And so by doing that, I realized that not only could I create a piece around this, when I was designing a fury mask at school in one of my design classes. Fury is a
2: reference to the the Furies, Furies, the
1: the goddesses of ancient Greek. She actually texted me a photo of her mask and I went, oh, something's going on here. Inspired by H.R. Geiger, who really, you know, created Alien, um, the look of Alien, the Alien of Alien, and all of his work of that... uh, really creating female form that turns into kind of a fascination, beauty, and monstrous at the same time. So I created Electo, which was one of the Furies. And I didn't know all that much about the Furies other than just general Greek mythology, and then really did a deep dive while I was in Mississippi. So I started to process what was going on. And what did they say? What did Aeschylus say about this then? Because my question again is, This isn't about Roe versus Wade. This isn't about what we're arguing about right now. It is and it isn't. Where did this come from? Why are we so divided? Why is this such a hotbed? So I want to, I want to get down to the source. So I went through that, and I looked at one of my professors, and I said, what do you think if I did a play around this? What do you think if I did a devised theater piece? And she looked at me and shook her head. She goes, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and the man that runs the theater company, he's, he, he didn't even get it. And, and, so, uh, and so I flew back after – Planes, trains, and automobiles of missing. You know, I can't even tell you Uh, how to fly these days. It's
0: been hell for the last couple of years. So, as
1: I'm racing down the strip in uh, outside in Florida, trying to get to this last plane to try, you know, circuitous route. um, A voice came out of me that was screaming when I was seeing the door closing on the plane, um, which I won't do on the mic. (laughs) If you can just imagine how loud my voice could be. The uh,
0: volume. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And um the man that opened it was kind of an Apollo looking flight attendant man who went flying backwards as I'm yelling, you know, a big no nah. Just from the sound of shockwaves. And I thought there is there's a fury in there and processing this. So when I came back to California and I talked to Jolie and I said, I don't think I can do um what we were planning on doing, those like comedies, or looking at some other yeah. stuff. Did to you have entertain. a full
0: program? What you, well, like we we had a six or seven, We had
1: a
2: temporary, four. yeah, and we we tossed around a few ideas, including some of our own stuff, and nothing jumped out as we have to do this. And we yeah. both need a passion behind something, so we both said, "Go to Mississippi." I'm working on the the podcast series. Meanwhile, you come back. We'll reconvene. And she came back. And presented her idea, and what was and I instantly, of course, because I understand her instantly saw where she was going. I'm thinking of that. Yes, yes, that's amazing. And Susan's one question was: This is pretty intense. It's it could alienate some people. It's got a strong agenda. It might even be viewed as quote unquote political or provocative. Provocative. Well, I think the, the word political actually came up, and I had to say, Susan, remember. This is the p- original purpose of theater. Yeah. If you go back to the Greeks, and then we, st- we just quickly, she saw where my head was going. She goes, you're right. I go, let's lean into this. Let's embrace it. Mm-hmm. I think that you can apply your methodology to this. And yeah, I just instantly got on board. Because, I, because I, I again, I trust her. And I felt a similar fury mm-hmm. and rage and didn't have
1: anywhere for it to go. So it was going and, inward. And that came out. Yeah. so then in my private in my practice during the day my day job as a therapist over and over and over i'm hearing i'm more anxious now i'm agoraphobic i can't get out of the house i'm drinking more i'm getting in fights with my partner you know and from all, um, all genders but mostly female and that um i don't know how to process this this last Four or five years has been hell. Now this has happened. Now I don't know what to do. Now my kids are crying. We don't know what to do. So the anxiety level rose, and my my practice had gone up three hundred percent during COVID, and then it just shot through the roof with this specific thing, and even to like catatonic breakdowns, and uh, it exacerbated existing issues. And I thought, well, by God, I do these things. These things really, really well. I'm a, I'm a theater director and I'm a therapist. I can hold safe space and allow at least people to process right. this through an art form wow. so they're not just raging in the streets, which they can as well. And, and we, we encourage have, them to do so we have an artist. No, I mean, we have an ar-
0: worry that the vote isn't going to be there this November
2: That's well the, you know it's, it's very interesting number. you should say that because one of the things that came up um in our initial development meetings with a lot of actors some of whom who decided not to commit to it but still were feeling the passion was I get really and I'm not putting you down when I say this but there's like I get really upset when people tell me to just vote I'm voting it's not working and so I oh, thousand percent agree we have to amplify involvement in our political process to create the future that we want to see but it can't just
1: be that it's It's not, not enough it's not an emotional um situation when you go vote nothing happens you know i'm putting my ballot in the box i don't feel that much better so what right. we're providing is feeling better through the process of this which is creating the art form that's why people go in march that's why mm-hmm. people go and scream that's why people go to war it's yeah. like they have to get this energy guess, somatically out of their get body worse
0: before it, gets better. It, it may need to well hopefully
1: we can contain that i mean one, one of
2: our, our missions on this there and so, will be
0: a nationwide ban on abortion absolutely i can see that coming not though. in
2: california baby It will not happen. We will secede before that happens. I don't want to get into a political thing, but...
0: I'm just just telling you that this country is...
1: (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to push back on that reality. And I'm also going to push back and say that... it's always
0: been, there's always been that very conservative...
2: But it's a minority, it's the minority of of the
1: populace. The majority of
0: people who vote in a system with an electoral...
1: Advantage. I'm going to bring up Iran right now and just say that what's going on there with with women that are much more know, suppressed than here. It's very is that, um, inspiring,
0: but has the leadership fallen? and changed in Iran? Is it? Give it time. So, I don't know. I think they're just going to wait it out. They've decided well, they're not going to shoot protesters. They're just going to let everybody. Spittle out their rage. I mean, I can rattle off, there.
2: you know, I'm a former history teacher. I can rattle off revolutions. I'm sure you know that you're a very educated man. Change happens in an instant and it happens over generations, but it does happen. And until we put the intention out there for the future that we want, until we inspire the 51% of women and 49% of the men, many of whom, including in our company, support the integrity of the female because it's not just about abortion, right? That, was, that is the... Oh, that's the
1: most that's a, obvious That's part a symptom
0: of, it, yeah. Yeah. of, of a disease. Tale, yes, um, it's a symptom scenario of the disease. For many, many of these, Correct. these people, yeah.
1: So at, uh, at some point in our time of human beings, we actually got along pretty well. And, there, and I, I say, you know, patriarchy is bad for men as well. Mm-hmm. So at one point... To honor the the matriarch, which is also the earth. earth. There's no... The irony isn't lost on me that climate change is also involved with what's happening as, as how we treat our earth. The mother, which every culture that's indigenous yeah. has, has... Well, I don't see as that human. as
0: irony. I see that as very apt. Okay. Thank
1: you. So... Yeah. So, some people would see, like, not even see that. <laughs> Let's say it's like, oh, that can't even be, that, that's not true. That has nothing to do with the other. So I, we see it as very obvious. In any case, so this project is one blip in our community to, that allows some people to be involved to express their feelings and, most importantly, heal from it. And part of that is being in it. Mm -hmm. Part of that is being in the Q&A after that we have these questions that are brought up, that we can hold space for everybody's ideas, that we're not in argument of it, that it does become provocative. And and that is part of it, that it we really want to get a documentary made of the process of this. Oh, really?
0: Are you filming as you go?
1: Mm -hmm. So, yes. And um, we've got some. Hollywood people quote unquote that people are, are buzzing around buzzing around I'm gonna be talking at the Ohio Film Festival yeah
0: you mentioned this may not yeah. come out before then this episode the, but the, the, t- th- th- actually it probably will so yeah go ahead
2: the, th- the thing that's so important
1: because are both
0: of you going to be on the panel is it um,
1: probably just Susan okay. at this point but yeah. there's five women right. two, two are local I'm one of them
0: and it's just about. What is the panel?
1: Artist Uh, activists who are creating work through film and theater. Mm -hmm. I I, want to
2: talk a little bit about
1: the goal of the
2: activism in this particular instance. So let's say for the sake of wishful thinking that we do our show. It comes off in March. People hear about it. They want to duplicate it all over the country. So now suddenly you're seeing a... Movement that's sort of percolating, that's, that's creating awareness. Until you start talking about these issues in the open, women are still being shamed. Women are still be, have, getting the eye roll. They're still being marginalized, even after me too, which is shocking. I thought that was going to kind of end that and it doesn't. It's continuing to perpetuate until this becomes part of the everyday discussion about gender balance. It's not it's not going to happen by putting out an art form, whether it's a film like Blonde or our theater company or hair in 1960s or Teatro Campesinos or et cetera, Doll's House. I mean, what art Mm. serves to do is propel these issues forward and you cannot ignore them if the art has gone viral.
0: Well, the zeitgeist is what you're aiming at. Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, we look back in movements of the '60s and '70s, and we look at the music that represents that time. And so, art as a platform for social advocacy and activism is it's huge.
0: I mean, we and can the just say, reaction it provoked that we're still yeah. dealing with the consequences. That's true. There's a very strong reactionary tide in this country.
2: You're, I don't
0: know how we get get that through. You're, no, like,
2: you're right, Brad. And I'm I'm going to say that that reaction that you're feeling with what the latest ruling. Is a reflection of mm. is comes is based in fear, because they are the minority. Okay, so when people are afraid yeah, of losing no their power base, is when they push harder, and I feel like they know that the tide is turning. Young people today do not share the values yeah, of that they generation. Also don't
0: vote with the regularity. Well, anymore.
2: they're they're going, and this is another reason we're getting it out there. So <laughs> I'm going to choose to be hopeful.
0: I'm I'm going to choose. I you you have your rage. I have my despair. That's what I sit with. I'm like so What's as a nihilism.
1: As a therapist, I just want to bring up that despair and <laughs> well, are
0: you on the clock now? And depression. <laughs>
1: no. De- despair and depression can be not always, but can be a rage that turns inward and has no way to yeah. come out. So I would to say to somebody like you, if not you exactly, there are all the proxies for me out there. This is a place, for, or I'm a proxy for all of them. Rather, it's a platform for you to get out the despair, and that's what these these cast members are also feeling. They're feeling mm-hmm. despair, so I'm saying have a voice, even if it's if it's for a couple hundred people in a little town in Southern California, have your voice, and we know the power of film. So, which is it will take a, a localized um, theater piece that only happens and then goes away, and it, it's if you see it, you see it. Put Putting it on a film can go anywhere. So film is a very powerful medium for getting a, a agenda across. And we don't know where it's gonna land. Of course, I don't attach to the outcome. I'm responsible for the process. And yeah,
0: and how many performances do you envision? We
1: have six on the books at the Women's Club in March. And then we're looking for a venue in Los Angeles to bring our group down there. And then if it goes fat past this area and goes to other areas, um, I would be a consultant on that, so like Detroit could have their own voice, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. We don't know if we are going to have a little tiny snowball or a giant avalanche. We have no idea. It doesn't really totally matter to us. We have wishful thinking, yeah, it's but the, the we process, just have to do the it. Process. We have to do it because we're helping. If I help one person, I'm, it's good. Exactly. Yeah.
2: I want to. I want to circle back to what Brad was saying about his despair. Yeah. I want to talk about Rick a little bit because...
1: Oh, Rick Coleman
2: is a local artist. Local right? artist, director, actor. brilliant actor, uh, has thrown down with our cause from day one. And when he sh- we showed up, we had our uh, in-person gathering uh, two weeks ago, and we did a little um, filming of it. And he, he took me aside, and he looked around, and he says, Jalene, where are the men? He says, why aren't they upset? He says, I'm outraged. He says, I have a mother. I have sisters. I have a wife. I, I feel a solidarity with the female it here. And I'm angry. And I, I, and he goes, I'm angry now. What did you say? i this?
1: going something like, I'm a, I'm a white hey, man. And he goes, I'm an old white, white heterosexual man. And I like, <laughs> yeah. and I'm, and I'm like, that's a hard position to be at now. And he goes, and you know what? It's okay. I like the view because we've been on top for a long time. I thought that was tremendous,
2: but he, yeah. he was actually questioning his own demographic. He said he just got back from a, a college reunion and he couldn't believe how few people cared. Few men yeah, like cared. They get past it quick. Well, I remember, I mean, they, they said have to be
0: Percent of white women voted for Trump. Okay, so this probably the, was like more like fifty-one. This is I
2: the argument my husband and I have all the time because he's he, he's saying to me, "Well, you know, the women made you know, even after the." grabbing you know the women let it happen right and
1: i and i'm like i could talk about the psychological reasons yes why well, that believe, happens you know, we're, 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 but we don't we're have to
0: to polarize it wouldn't matter you know part There's of what no, we're nothing that trump could do that would lose him a single vote
2: but we also have to give people permission to not toe the line that their that their peers are doing if they're not 100 percent down, we have to give them options
1: we you also have to that remember people, that
2: culturally people what mm-hmm.
1: uh, we have a we have our own viewpoint from where we stand in our demographic okay so when we talk about men and women making choices um i talk about people that have been oppressed and people that haven't been oppressed so a person of color who's a male is different right like, different perspective but all women for 5,000 years have been oppressed. So we're looking at a marginalized part of the population and why they do things that way is, is a whole other subject of philosophy and psychology of why oh, people you think it's
0: self-loathing or something in there.
1: No. <laughs> people that, that are at a lower, lower status of power. Often make different choices, and that's all I want to say about that. Is that it's harder to jump up and grab a scepter. It's harder to come up and say I'm fighting back. It's harder oh, yeah. to come up and say no, to no. you like I'm a powerful person and I'm not a, I'm not afraid of that. Do you know how close
0: the Equal Rights Amendment was from passing? Yeah, it was just two states, and they had the votes, and then Phyllis Schlafly started her letter-writing campaign. Right, and that's a, really? that's
1: a that's an interesting dynamic, and
0: that's where it all started, yeah. really. No. <laughs> That's where the current, that's where the, the
1: power well, well,
2: we have a little different perspective. This is yeah. why we're going back to the ancient Greeks.
1: Yeah. And, you <laughs> well, know, I'm
0: talking about the current conservative structure that's. It dominates. Well, we could also
1: talk about how we landed on this land and took over the land, and how that current I how know, we relate back sitting. to that.
2: Right? I, mean, I mean, there were a lot of incidents along the way, and I and I'm not saying that that wasn't important because you know we're old enough to remember how that came down. Sure. You know, and there are going to be people that's but where for every Phyllis Schlafly, there's a Furious Project, and that needs to get as much press as she is.
0: Well, and thank you for giving us this platform, project, by the way. <laughs> point one: yeah. there needs to be exactly just a little bit extra because we're working on the it. The persuasion is what people forget; they just nobody's—they're all shouting at each other. Nobody wants to persuade anybody of anything.
2: Well, and the women—I mean, just touching very briefly on on the whole f- women aspect—one of the things that we're seeing in this workshop already is
1: <laughs> women have to feel confident to ha- be heard. At all, at all, like even opening their mouths, yeah, about anything.
0: Yeah, I notice that in meetings a lot, but um, obviously
1: we weren't in those meetings with you,
0: but yeah. I, so
1: and then if, if we're not, if we're okay with talking, then we're called a name that's not positive. Uh, we're know, either thought we're thought of yeah. that way or not, which is the like the
0: only thing I'll say is that when men, are, you know, this oh he's a you know she's called a this or that, and he's you know lionized for. Same, no, everybody thinks that guy's a dick.
2: <laughs> but he's still holding his power, isn't he? They're still showing yeah. up at his parties. They're, right? They're still giving him their money. And,
0: and they are for the women, too. No, nah,
2: not as much. I mean, it's have we made progress? Of course. But this does not feel I like just, progress.
0: You know, I just see a lot of women that get ahead by reenacting the worst parts of the men Uh, they feel like that's the only way to succeed
1: I think that happened more in the 90s we Mm -hmm. were talking about that power suits Uh, Mm -hmm. well we talked about um, I talk about uh, costuming in real life and how fashion changes of what's going Mm -hmm. on societally again that's an art form so uh, if you recall that shoulder pads came in and that was to broaden our shoulders and Mm -hmm. that's more dominant CEOs the female you know and and I was telling Jolene that some of my worst experiences were actually with um, female producers and casting people People than they were male because it was a system that we thought we had yeah, they, to emulate they, they, they we thought, thought had we had to, to emulate yes. how so tough they were I go back to archetype and and um, true authentic feminine and true authentic feminine is going to act differently than authentic masculine and so that's some of the stuff that we talk about is um, archetypal work ancient um, uh culture
0: the mysteries and Mm -hmm.
1: uh, very much so because that's where we live or at least i do as far as the the theater methodology so this piece um however it affects people we would like to provide a process we would like to to work through it in an art form we have high aesthetics we are not attached to what those completely look like and um that have a vision for this and and it was too important for me, personally, to be silent. So I did drop everything, including a lot of writing projects, <laughs> and com- came to a complete halt with it and shifted and said, I'm all in with this. We have a pretty um, active activist on board who's a Jody Sweeten, and she was on Full House and Fuller oh, House. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. And she got... Um, Does she live here? No. No,
2: She's coming up? She was up here for our last rehearsal. She was at our last running workshop. She's fired up. And I remember her telling me that she's been so frustrated because, yes, she's marching, she's speaking, she's doing the things one needs to Mm -hmm. do. But she also felt like creativity was a way for her to work some of this rage Mm -hmm. out.
0: Even to just have an audience that's sits in the dark with you
1: well there's something about being witness right like having somebody witness somebody else's thing it dissipates pain it dissipates trauma we're social creatures yes and um theater has always been my go-to with that Mm -hmm. and so i know i'm not alone (laughs) it's been around for a long time since a campfire started and a hunt came in and somebody was recreating it So I know it's part of our, our DNA, our, our long-term ways of being the storytellers and what that means and long dark nights of winter and how we keep people alive through the story and processing emotions through the human experience. It's, I care very deeply about this art form. And so this play is, I don't know, it's very, it's very different, you know, Mm -hmm. for us. And yet it's still the same because I was, Jolene and I were talking about Any
0: uh, imagining the troupe continuing and for different projects? Yeah. Keeping this group together. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, we're
2: open. You know, we have, as I said, we're, we're doing the audio project. Susan and I are both writers. Susan's got some terrific work that we want to get out there. But we can't predict what's going to happen. And as we continue to build our creative network and as people begin to be Trained is, I guess, is the word in Susan's methodology. Mm-hmm. Then there, that was our dream initially. That people we can now speak out the shorthand, and they'll be able to go into it. Mm-hmm. And the the more open they are, even if they don't have a lot of mm-hmm. experience, it's incredible how quickly they pick it up and respond to it. And that's really what we're looking for is the, sort of that that raw willingness and commitment. Ta- tap into that. Boom. Yeah, and it's exciting. We're both yeah. taught for years and years, so to, to be able to just. Give some
1: encouragement and some direction, and then see them flower. It's extremely satisfying. Well, our mentorship that. project is huge, and so um, we we've always thought of summer Shakespeare. We had a, a great conservatory in 2019 with teens. We're going to open it up to the youth from like 15 to 25, and hopefully do some more Shakespeare. Uh, as you know, it was 115 degrees for like two weeks in the <laughs> <laughs> in, in our, in our beautiful town. That. So I'm it's rethinking no what under the trees dancing around in August yeah. looks like for us. So we are looking at this. um, Yes, I have some short and long-term goals, and also we are open to pivoting of whatever that looks like. If it
0: really just brings everybody together like that, you're saying. We're almost running out of time here, but I wanted to get into your respective backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Like what... uh, Jolene, where did you grow up and get I grew, in the theater?
2: Yeah, I grew up in LA, a show business family and oh, pre- yeah. what, what's Oh my grandfather was a set designer and construction and my mother was an actress, model, dancer, eventually a talent agent. Wow. So yeah, you know You're steeped in the culture. Steeped in the culture, but at the same time my roots were always in theater. I was doing that since I was a little kid. My brother is a musician and composer and Occasionally, will step up as an actor if I need him, and uh, also, you know, it was always that was just something I always did. But I wanted to get training, so I did a couple did a scholarship at, program at ACT and was invited to go to London, right San Francisco, San Francisco. Sorry, George Ball. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, you're taking me back.
0: <laughs> I only know that because Kitty Wynn was. Yes.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then London and, and, and worked in, in theater, did some film TV, but that was not a fun experience for me.
0: What, uh, the waiting around? Or it, just the.
2: The Hamanian, it, it's business, not, it's the not business. as, A, it's not as satisfying doing it as it is live, although it's a different art form and it was fine. And I'm glad to have worked on the work that I did. But the process, the culture, it's something I knew and it's something I knew I didn't really want to be part of my life. Yeah. So I hurt, I hit certain goals, certain plateaus, and then. Finished my, my writing career was taking off and I began working on that. And, uh, really what led me back, I kind of phased out theater, went back into the writing. What led me back was that 2017 production. It was post Thomas Fire. I've never been so anxious and depressed in my life. Until now. Uh, Yeah. I saw that. I saw the audition and went, I need to just show up at this audition. I know it's been a while. My Shakespeare chops are a little rusty, (laughs) but I feel compelled to just show up. Michael Addison was the director I I had almost worked with in San Francisco, but I had moved to LA and missed that opportunity. And it was fantastic. And that's where I met Susan. We actually shared our scenes together. So um, it was an instant chemistry and we haven't looked back. She's been uh, encouraging and I've been writing more and pivoting in as many directions as we can handle at one time and yeah. excited to see, you know, what the next act brings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And Susan, where did you grow up? And-
1: I grew up in Tarzana in a suburb of okay. Los Angeles. And there was a, just a huge amount of people that were in Tarzana
0: TV. named after Edgar Rice. Brothers. It's true. I
1: used to own it. And so our house was one of the first um, parcels that was sold. And so wow. we bought it and my t- parents bought it in the 70s. And um, now a very famous director owns it. So it's kind of cool. How estate. Famous. Um, Academy Award-winning. <laughs> I guess that's pretty Are you just famous. Reluctant to say his name? Paul Thomas Anderson.
0: Oh my God! Yeah. Yes, yeah. I love that licorice pizza. I so just thought that he was lives such in my treat. house
1: that I grew up with. With wow. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and
0: with Maya Rudolph, and he's yeah, got quite the salon.
1: Yeah, yeah. and uh, he writes in our horse stables that I have my horses in. Anyway, so I grew up there, and a lot of people that. Um, were in tv and film were there but my my, my family was not in it at all i was the odd duck and i i did theater from the get-go i created my first improv group when i was in third grade were you del close sorry af-
0: del close aficionado
1: no, I don't. Del Close, Close,
0: the improv, uh, in Chicago. He was the one that invented no. improvisation. No,
1: I mean, I was seven or eight, and <laughs> I I just yeah. did it, and then um, I I at seventeen I ran away to France and I joined a Comedie Dell'Arte troupe at a big Fringe festival that was going on there, and then I ended up coming up back to the united states just in time to go to the american academy of dramatic arts and then i worked in the business um ever since mostly as a on the technical side i was a grip electrician at raleigh i did a lot of makeup i was um i I worked for many many music Mm studios. yeah i've seen it from all sides i became an award-winning playwright i went to school i kind of late in my life i did a lot of work, um, didn't really make it in the TV and film business, did a few things, and did theater all the way through, concentrating mostly on the classics yeah. and getting a lot of training on that. And then uh, I actually brought me up here doing the OI Shakespeare Festival. I played Prospera in like, I don't know, 20, 30, almost 30 years uh, ago. Tempest. So they brought a young woman up who was in her 20s to play a 65-year-old male role, and I think that was really a first start of my huge <laughs> feminism voice that said, I can do anything, damn it.
2: Okay,
0: <laughs> awesome. All right, any la- parting shots or last words? I Come know.
1: see it, I guess. Yes, yeah. be, in, be
2: involved, even if it's just attending, if you want to show your support yeah. by telling other people about it. We're grateful that you... Uh, stepped up to give us this platform.
1: Yeah, yeah appreciate well, I'll that. post
0: up more info in the notes. Hey everyone, Brett Bradigan, just thinking out loud. So that was quite a conversation. I must say that uh, I wasn't uh, really in control of that very much, as often as the case. So these conversations tend to go all over the place. I had a very neatly... Printed and thoughtful list of questions of which I asked none. And yet, when I went back over them, I see that the answers that they came up with, that we discussed, rounded out the conversation in a way that I could not have planned, which to bring it back to the process for this collaboration and theater experiment and experience really seems quite apt. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Oh Talk of the Town. We'll keep an ear out for you.